Welcome to Keeping Curious, the podcast that explores creative living through conversations with artists, designers and anyone in between. So whether you're just starting out, feeling stuck or a little lonely in the studio, I'm here to keep you company and keep you curious. Hi guys, welcome back to Keeping Curious. In today's episode, I'm on location again, this time in Oxford as part of Oxford Art Week's visiting the studio of Fee Chappelle. She's a talented ceramic artist behind Fitch Ceramics. I've not met Fee before, so I'm really excited to get to know her a little bit better. Fee's an active member of the Keeping Curious Facebook group, but I first heard of her story through Lydia Wilde, the co-founder of Licence to Live, who I interviewed in episode two. As soon as I heard about Fee, I've been championing her from afar, because recently she quit her day job to go full-time into ceramics. As you know, I have massive admiration for anyone that goes ahead and takes the plunge into creative living. It's why I set up Keeping Curious. It felt like the right time to finally meet up and find out more about her journey so far and her plans for the future. I'll put links in the show notes to her beautiful ceramics, and secretly I'm hoping I might get a chance to go behind the wheel to throw my own pot. I'm really excited about this one, so let's dive in. So the first question I ask everyone is, what does creativity mean to you? I think creativity means to me it's it's like, I feel like it's quite a lot of things. I don't think I can like narrow it down as being just one thing. I think it could be whatever someone wants to do, and I think pursuing that is creative. Like it can yeah. be like starting up something. It could be like creating an art piece. It could be doing anything as long as it's like having some sort of thought and idea and a thought process to it. Yeah. So how do you explore your kind of creativity? Oh, good question. <laughs> I think, especially with my new collection, I think it's designing something and then making that thing and like having all the components looking the same as it does in the picture. Yeah. And I quite I quite like that, but also just experimenting with different shapes and not thinking about it. I think it's the both the contrast yeah. of unthought like unthought about pieces but also really carefully thought about pieces because mm. I thought that was quite interesting that because I wouldn't have thought necessarily with ceramics that you go in so much with a, a drawn out plan or a sketch but obviously you do because especially like we were talking about earlier with the teapots yeah there's so many different components that you need to have a plan before you start yeah especially because you want it to kind of because of it being a collection I want all the pieces to relate to each other yeah like they would with the colour and the um and the star, sort of style, the half and half style, um they, that would make them look like they're part of a collection. But then also I'd like it to be um I want it to be like still the same sort of look because I can I'm quite good at getting distracted and just <laughs> like kind of like winging it a little bit and trying to like do different shapes and like trying because I'm trying to control myself a little bit more in like mm. the way I'm making I think doing the designs beforehand makes my train of thought go in that way like yeah. if, if you know what I mean I can't rather than just like winging it on the wheel I want it to be like a decision that I'm making this certain piece at this time so do you almost start every day in the studio with a to-do list Mm, I'd like to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> but it's fine if you don't. Just like so, how how do you start your day? How do you go into the studio? How do you know what to make? Um, so I kind of think about 
my frame of mind and if i'm not in that kind of if i go on the wheel and everything breaks then i'm just like i'm gonna stop because that's what i've learned over time rather than fighting it i'm just gonna accept it mm-hmm. and then i'll go and do some like business like listen to business business podcasts or i go and like do like more of like taking photos of my work that's what i did the other day i just was like oh can't do it today i'm not gonna sit here and get frustrated because it's just a waste of time so i'm just gonna take photos of my work and then and then I'll be more positive about it again. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and avoid be thinking negatively mm. in my process because otherwise it just it can really I found it can really like sink you. Yeah. Creativity quite cre- quickly. Yeah. 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 Creatively, it can just sink. But you. I suppose that you have so many different elements to your business mm. that they're all creative. Yeah. So doing the photography, I was talking to you earlier about the kind of Instagram feed and the look and the branding mm. that's as much a creative part of the process as the actual throwing is so it makes sense that when one doesn't feel like it's going right you focus on the other yeah and they're quite different like mm. they're so different I really enjoy um, taking photos and seeing what like like positioning and like seeing my work in like a professional way and like rather than just being like on my side it's like in a really nice place and I'm taking a photo with like flowers in it and it makes it more elegant and it makes it more like a piece that you might find in a shop mm-hmm. and it's nice seeing my work in that way if you know what I mean. When you are having a, a kind of down day and it's not going so well on the wheel do you find sometimes when your work's so well presented it almost distances you from it and you kind of like, oh I can never do that again yeah that's so amazing because you it, you've composed it so well yeah and um, that sometimes you can't believe that you've done it you know i think de- i yeah i definitely agree with that i think sometimes i'm just like like I, sometimes i can't really believe that i've done that in mm. a way like, I, i've had that feeling yeah really. and it's weird and it, it can sometimes spiral you further if you're not feeling very confident yeah. with it and um, to just keep going and kind of go well i can't do that again so yeah. how do i get started yeah um but i think you've got a really good attitude with I'll just do something else. Yeah. I think, especially when I try and make that teapot again, I've got to really train myself to think, like, if it's not, like we were saying earlier about, um, like, perfection and stuff, I've got to make sure that I don't think this is rubbish because it's not the same as that. Mm. But then it's quite nice to have the differences because that's what you get when you get handmade stuff. Like, you are going to have the differences. And I think it loses... Like, when something is exactly the same, it kind of loses a little spark a little bit, I think. I think like, so, yeah. Um, so that's what I want to kind of keep is, although I've got to train myself to think that way, I've got to, yeah, I've got to train myself to think perfection is not always, like, best for me, mm. I think. No, definitely. So how has your kind of work developed? Because you've got a very kind of unique brand at the mm. moment. Has that always been there? Has been influences there, or is it complete curveball? And over the years, it's become something different. Well, my <laughs> uni work is very different. Like it was very fine arty, and um, I explored a lot with like slip casting and that sort of thing. So I would say it's completely different. And that was well, I graduated in tw- two thousand and fifteen. So that was only like three years ago. No, two, two years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, don't age me that much <laughs> I know, I'm just like how long's it been now um, but yeah so in, I think it hasn't in respect of being so it, like when it's been me in my studio I don't think it's changed that much the only bit I've 
really exaggerated is the half and half thing because I really like the contrast of the surface like the shiny surface and then the matte surface mm. I really like that and I think um, the body of the clay really is nice contrast with the colour yeah um, and I kind of I've that's my development I think is really honing in on okay why do I like that piece and then I'm just bringing it into more um, more pieces in the future because like that those grey pieces in there um, the bowl and the um, the like teacup thing but mug yeah um, they were like one of my first ever pieces and they were like when I made them I was like they're my favourites and I was like I knew that I felt like when I looked at that I was like that's me that's my work that's my style yeah so that's your touchstone of kind of how you kind of build your collection around it yeah exactly and I think like before that I was just like kind of dabble in different things and like just experimenting but I think those were the two pieces I'm like that's what I want to be like that's what I want to be known for is that style so I think that's how it's developed is just kind of yeah like picking out the bits that I do like yeah so what's the kind of dream project what do you want to work on next or what are you working towards um so my breakfast collection is my next massive collection so I'm gonna have like um the teapot and then the two bowls and then two mugs and a little milk pourer and I'm just really excited to see like a collection together yeah um and I really want to my dream like I don't know I just really like teapots <laughs> so anything <laughs> that includes a teapot I'll be happy yeah <laughs> there's plenty of people that've made careers off teapots yeah like I would love it would be so cool to have like a line of teapots and then have like loads of different coloured ones like just in a line Make it happen. Yeah, <laughs> be, I would. I would love that. Just have a collection of teapots would just be my dream. <laughs> so, do you follow a lot of other ceramic artists, or do you find that you get your influences from other places? I think I do get a lot of inspiration by via the people that I follow on Instagram and like people I follow on Pinterest. Like the Japanese style is like definitely something that I absolutely love. Like the whole like quite clean, quite simple, but really elegant. And it's like so simple, but it's so cool. Like yeah. it's just a really, I just love it. Especially their teapots. Like I think if you were to look at my work and then see a Japanese teapot, you'd be like, yeah, I can see that connection. Yeah. So um, yeah, I've definitely inspired by that, and I have been since I've known ceramics. And like, I think mainly looking at ceramics on Pinterest has been, that's been the like kind of the start of that bit of an obsession. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, because I didn't really like before really do my degree and having to research ceramics I didn't really know about that sort of mm. stuff like I didn't really like see ceramics as being really cool and like modern and nice I kind of saw it as like I didn't really know much about it at all no and it's, it's not really part of the kind of art syllabus when you do an a-level no or you do no. a little bit but I didn't I didn't realize they did ceramic courses really until no. I got older after I'd picked what I was going to do yeah, yeah like I um that we did no I didn't touch clay not even touch clay before uni and you went straight in to do a ceramics course I pretty much <laughs> <laughs> like I did um well actually no that's a lie and our foundation we cut clay in different ways so you yeah. can see the lines on the clay but that's literally it and then we drew that so it wasn't even like we didn't do anything else no that, so, that's not clay work no it's not, it's not at all <laughs> Um, and then I went to uni, I picked my course because um, I was like, well, I want to do something making, I love making stuff, 
Um, and I was like, well, if Plymouth College of Art have got a hot glass works workshop, then they're going to have every everything. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, if I go there, then they can have loads of equipment, and it means I can like experiment do loads of different things. And my course meant that you can experiment with loads of different mediums. So you could dabble in um, like hot glass, cold glass, ceramics, textiles, um, jewelry, and textiles I don't know I've said textiles <laughs> <laughs> um and it meant that like you spent like I think it was like a, week, a month in each specialism so mm. you could um it wasn't it was enough time to kind of be like I like that I don't like that I like that yeah and I did go in to my uni thinking oh I'm gonna do hot glass I oh, love really? like I thought blowing blowing glass was like really cool and I was mm. like that would be amazing to just try and like experiment with and then I just tried pottery and like ceramics and I just fell in love and I was like oh, I love it I just love it <laughs> yeah so I, I kind of just stuck with that and then I then um specialized in ceramics rather than like I think you could do like mix you could mix them up but I was like no I want to do ceramics just, ceramics. just stay ceramics yeah and so. how did you find like the tutoring or all the experience of doing ceramics at uni it was really like it was good because I felt you could really learn it like I know it sounds silly because you're going to uni but there's been a, I've heard a lot of things about like you don't get taught all the different ways of doing yeah court, like working with ceramics and like some people don't get taught how to throw and like I found it really good that we could we got taught how to throw and like all my tutors and technicians were um like potters well they did a lot of throwing and so they knew their craft really well mm. so that meant that they then taught us and I find that's what's good about doing a like craft degree and like a ceramics degree. Um, it meant that you can you don't have to um, like say if you were gonna do I can't even like an apprenticeship or something. It's like you have to do other things as well. Yeah. Rather than that, you could really just pick what you want to like get skilled at and like learn. And just do that for like and do ages. ten thousand hours. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, and then they'll be there. They're always there to help you. So if you get stuck, which is quite often with ceramics, you like well throwing, and it's like a certain hand movement that you've got to change. And then it like makes it all better, pretty much, because like mm. such slight hand movements that you just don't really know why it's going wrong. You just kind of get someone to look at it and be like that's why it's going wrong like ah yeah like obviously you just show me how to throw a pot which was really fun um and it's amazing how you use every part of your hand as a tool yeah and you don't really appreciate that i think if you've not thrown it yourself i think there's a lot of kind of intuition to ceramics mm. work and i think consistency is incredible when people can throw perfectly yeah, I over and over again that. yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> literally like i i can like and also just being able to be like have that mind frame like mm. frame mind like just being able to do that is just i because i get so distracted like you know throwing those little pots in there and i was like okay i've got to stop this now i've got to do like a little weird rounded pot <laughs> yeah <laughs> just to like mix it up a bit and because i just I don't think I'll ever. I don't think I'll ever go being like throw like hundred pots yeah. in a row. I don't think I'll, I'll ever be like that because I just get distracted too easily. It's not so much um, distracted. I think it's just a form of creativity, and I think that although 
creating a pot is a creative activity. If you throw a hundred of identical ones, mm. that might just be not how you can express what you're doing and you, what you seem to enjoy is the play mm. and the finding out and the learning process. Yeah. And so for you to do the same thing a hundred times in a row, you're not learning, you're not growing, you might be perfecting, mm. but it's taking out the enjoyment and the motivation of why you're doing it in the first place. Yeah. It's like, and especially as I still consider myself as still like considering like learning and I'm still considering that myself as being, um, still quite like new to this. Mm. Um, I feel like I have to do that experiment bit first. And I think it's really important that you don't never lose that though. Yeah. Because then you never grow. Like we were saying mm. earlier, you never grow and, Always keep curious. Always keep curious. (laughs) But no, I think it's really important that you never lose that because even if you're a master potter and you can do it without thinking about it, Mm. you should still be pushing yourself to see how that art form can grow because that is what we've done for hundreds of years. And it, it can't just get to a level that we've hit before and go, that's fine. You have to kind of think. And maybe with this... It sounds really off topic, but... I know that there's been massive developments in like hair dye mm. where the colours have changed. So there'll be developments in glazes that no one's ever seen before that you yeah. can play with and, and push the work to create things. And things mm. like 3D printing is almost the enemy of ceramic. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But at the same time, it absolutely makes what you do special and unique. Yeah. Because yeah. You, you can't, well, you can print a dinner plate, but you can't print you yeah and like have that like little mark at the bottom like that I accidentally smudged or something yeah or like the the little bit of like the maker's mark that you have mm. to show that it's yours and like it's been made by two hands rather than machine I think I think that's always something we cannot lose like yeah. we can't just turn everything to machine because that would just be boring it oh, just take over the world yeah <laughs> none of us have any jobs <laughs> Yeah, at least the creative industry should be safe. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> hopefully. So you decided to go and do ceramics and you obviously focused a lot while you were at uni. Mm. What happened after uni? What did, did you have a plan? Did you have something lined up? Um, so I my plan was to... It was to get a studio and it was to... Um, have ceramics as a hobby like it was always in my mind going to be something on the side that I would just do because I love it rather than it being a full-time thing Um, I think but then the more I did it the more I wanted to just keep doing it and wanted to like develop myself as a ceramicist and I wanted to develop myself as a maker and wanted to make my business more established um um and then so yeah so it was always going to be like a hobby but then kind of didn't go that way (laughs) um and then I got I knew I was gonna get a full-time job just to be like um because I want to be an art therapist so I wanted to get experience in different ways of helping people and being with people and um and then and then so I got a full-time job and then I and then I wanted to get an I wanted to have an internship to kind of because I did a lot of training my th- first year, but then the last two years I didn't really do any. Mm. So I wanted to do an internship to kind of get the skills back up again and get practised again. And um, luckily, since then, I haven't... 
it's been nice because I haven't really had to have anybody there to be like, okay, you need, you're doing that wrong, you need to do it. Yes, you've learnt enough of the base skills yeah. to kind of wing the rest. Yeah, pretty much. And make your own mark. Yeah, and like I kind of can guess like when something's not working, I can guess why it's not working. Yeah. Or like even recently, um, I was getting really fed up and I was like, um, why is my clay, why am I not being able to throw? And it's really annoying me. Like, And I was thinking... I reckon it's like how wet my clay is before I throw with it. And like since I've been thinking that in my head, I'm like, oh, that makes so much sense. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's only a recent thing that I've really just thought it's about. Experience. Like, yeah, yeah, it is. And it's like, I love those light bulb moments. You're just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but yeah. Can do this. Yeah. Um, so then, yeah, so I then had the full time job to kind of being able to build up my studio and like buy things for it, like equipment and. So it meant that now, when I quit, I didn't intend to quit, obviously, but <laughs> now I've quit, it means that I can just buy, like, the like, not the basics, but I just have to clay, buy clay and glaze, and I don't have to worry about buying a kiln or, like, any of the big bits, because actually now it's relatively, like, well, I can pay for it. Yeah. And if, to know, I can't, then I just get another job. Like, yeah. it's, it's, I'm, I feel very lucky in the situation that I'm in, the fact that, if I'm not getting enough, then I just get another job. Or because it's not, I don't know how many kids that I have to pay for or anything. So I feel very lucky that I decided to do it now rather than when I've got too many financial commitments. Yeah, and I, I have massive admiration for you <laughs> for doing it now because for me, when I left, it was very much about I probably won't make money from art, so let's build a career. And as soon as I built a career, the art just went out the window mm. and it, and as soon as you stop making it's really hard to go back into it so for you to kind of graduate still have the focus about setting up the studio mm. even if it was to think about it as a hobby and not really thinking that you were going to do it full time mm. to then realize that you can make a go of it and seize the moment almost yeah it is really brave and, mm. and I'm just really pleased that it's kind of working yeah out. I was I was scared that because I knew that it would be so easy to just not bother yeah and I knew it'd be so easy to just get a job get money and then just think nothing more of it not even get a studio not even do anything I knew it'd be too easy just to be like I'm not gonna because you get you like when you spend too long away from it it then gets harder to go back into it. Absolutely. Because you forget all your skills. And, like, I wasn't... Well, when I left uni, I obviously wasn't good enough to be, like, set up my own business and start throwing all the time. Like, it just wouldn't be feasible. And um, so I knew that when I... I knew that I wanted to... Um, I knew that I wanted to get it there and then because otherwise I'm like I don't know when I'll get back to it and yeah. I've heard like I've heard loads of people say that oh, I wish I'd done that or I see people who've retired and then that's the only time that yeah. they're then going back to their creativity I'm like I don't want to be retired and then yeah. go back to it like I don't want to wait until I'm 65 yeah. to be able to express what I want to express exactly now. and like I've spoken to too many people that have been like I wish I'd done it earlier I'm like and then we have a thing in our family it's called the rocking chair test rocking okay. chair test and it, you've got to imagine yourself in a rocking chair and think, what will I, what have I regretted in my life? And I think not doing this full time, or not even like not building a studio and setting it all up. I think that's one thing I would massively regret because the the way that I felt about throwing when I first did it, like, I don't think I'd ever get that back with anything else I'd do in my life. I know it sounds a bit like 
no I love it I think you found your purpose yeah not only that you're embracing it and you're Mm. running away with it and you don't know where it's going to lead yeah but it's worth doing it so you have no regrets yeah and I just like I just absolutely love it and there's not many things that like like I'm not amazing at like English or maths or whatever and it's less it's for me it's nice to have found something that I really love yeah and that I just I'm like reasonably good at like I just really enjoy the process and I think I need to grab onto that and because like you just don't know when you're gonna have it with something else yeah. like you just don't know if it ever is gonna happen mm. so yeah I'm, I knew that it was important for me to do it <laughs> so there's a lot of people that are quite scared about setting up their own business mm. especially a creative business yeah did you have help or have you just gone with it and it's grown how did it all start because of um having the full-time job and the hobby um i think it made me i don't i don't know like i think me learning that way and getting support of people like because on facebook i'll post something and then i'll be like oh these items are for sale and then people are like oh i like that oh i like that um and I was like, oh, okay. I think it. I think it was a very gradual and slow process, and um, I think it just happened really naturally. Yeah. Um, because I think because I, I don't think I can't think of a particular moment that, apart from me being like, I don't want to lose my skills that I've got. I can't think of a particular moment when I was like, I want to. Do, it. do you know? Yeah. I don't know if I'm making no, any sense. You are just... making sense. I just find it fascinating how people are different because yeah. I'm very much a planner yeah. and setting up my own business scares me mm. because I'd need to think of everything up front as you go. And yeah. I think the reason why I'm loving talking to different creative people um, is that everyone approaches situations differently. And when I spoke to uh, Rob in the last podcast, mm. he was saying that he didn't really have a plan. No. And he just picked up a camera and he didn't intend to be a photographer, but he knew a few bands and took, and it's all kind of organically grown in a different direction. It sounds like yours is yeah. a similar path. Yeah, I think it's very similar. And I think having, I think doing my full-time job and then having this on the side, I just felt like I had no time to really think about the stuff that I was making. I was kind of just like throwing stuff to kind of get better and I didn't have time to develop that and um and I didn't yeah I just was kind of I think I was in a bit of a rut and I was like I just don't have time to do anything like after work you, you don't want to do anything like no. you kind of just want to sit and sleep <laughs> yeah <laughs> um and I just didn't I forced it turned out that I had to like kind of force myself to do it and and I was like this is not natural um and like I said, I didn't um, I didn't have time to develop anything because if something went wrong, then that would be like two hours wasted, mm. and then I'd have to wait next evening to do it. And it was a lot more risky to make something that I was like more hesitant to make in case it went wrong. Yeah. So I wanted to make use of the two hours that I had after work to really make something that I could sell, I suppose. Mm. So it did turn out to be like that. Um, but now I've like just doing full-time ceramics it means that I can just do that and develop all my the collections I want to um yeah I suppose that you've also now got the luxury almost of 
you can dedicate enough time to do the bits that you know sell and yeah. you know what you're doing and then save a little bit of time a week to develop, push, try new things. And if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. Exactly. Yeah. And I think um, also like to, to develop my brain in thinking about business side, like mm. I've been listening to so many books on like audio book and um, I was like, I've just been trying to like absorb as much information as possible and trying to think of like, 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 what am I supposed to do? <laughs> like, I had no idea about business. I hadn't done any business studies or anything like that. So I was like, I've no idea what I'm doing. But I'm kind of, in a way, I, was, I'm, I think I'm like a little bit winging it a little bit. But I feel like I'm listening to enough. And kind of, I went to Business Advisor and he said a lot of things that are really helpful. Um, and I think it's kind of the balance. Like, afterward, you don't want to listen to a business audio but You couldn't mm. think of anything worse. So, <laughs> so now I can have the time to kind of when I'm throwing like the other day I was throwing while listening to an audiobook and yeah. it's quite nice to kind of because I find it easier to throw even when you're listening to something yeah because it's like, as if you're like throwing from memory but you're learning something yeah at the same time so it's like um yeah so I feel like I'm just trying to absorb as much information as possible and trying to balance that's what I need to do I need to be better at is scheduling my time to be like Mondays is this Tuesdays is this Wednesday but then uh, what I was saying earlier about (laughs) like um, when I don't feel like throwing then I need to then I suppose you need to be reactive and you need to leave it like that because otherwise you'll beat yourself up because it's a Tuesday and you haven't done X, Y and Z where going back to like what Jen and Lid talk about is the I have done list and you have to celebrate what you have done and what you have achieved Mm. even if it's not what you set out to do yeah I've heard that from like so many people as well like um I can't remember what I was listening to the other day but they were saying um they were saying you need to remember those positive things because when you are in a rut and you because it can be slow like creative careers Mm. do have like dips and you need to remember, okay, this positive thing happened. And it's almost as if you need to have a list of things that are good. And you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm beating myself up a bit. But yeah. I need to, like, get back on course and just think that maybe have time for doing more, like, maybe just going to, like, the seaside and, like, get inspired again or yeah. anything like that. Just kind of going out and see a craft show like I love going to see other people's work and just being like oh that's really cool because sometimes like people just have different like obviously everyone has different creativities mm. and it's like oh, just seeing mediums work in different ways is really cool yeah so I yeah so I love just walking around craft shows I'm just like mm, just like dawdling along <laughs> <laughs> and it's so interesting just seeing people's work so I, I think yeah I need to not schedule but I do need to make sure I do enough of each section yeah like maybe some like <laughs> monthly goals or something yeah so it's loose and when you do it it's fine but yeah I think move, a bit yeah. more of a direction yeah monthly goal is definitely going to be something I need to work on <laughs> you're doing sort of just goal. fine because <laughs> you're only three weeks into going full time I think yeah so I feel yeah I feel like really positive about it so far and I'm really like I feel like I've got sensible goals for at least until like Christmas which is really nice feeling like I've got stuff to work towards. And I think, um, like, going full-time when, like, the sun's shining. Yeah, I think majority it's a perfect time. <laughs> so it's like, even though I'm in my studio, then it's like, and being on my own, it's like, at least 
I can eat my lunch outside. And mm. It's like it's little things. It's being yeah. in control of your own time and how you want to spend it and how you want to spend your energies. Yeah, definitely. And I think it's yeah. I just yeah. I'm just loving it at the moment. I just think it's brilliant and. Like, I just feel really lucky to be in this position. Honestly, I just... It's... You're not lucky, you're brave. <laughs> like, you, you've just... You, you obviously got a talent, and you're just exploring it, and that's... There's a lot of people out there that have that inkling that maybe I might be good at that, but don't give it the time or the dedication. Mm. And even if they do, they do it to a point and then go, oh, but I'll just go and get a full time yeah i think you're giving yourself a chance and that's where mm, luck comes in like yeah. you're making luck and opportunities for yourself because you're getting yourself out there mm, i think yeah i think my family do do a lot of that as well because um they're all very supportive of me and um i think if they were more like you need to get a job you need to like earn your keep you need to move out you need to do all yeah. these sort of things i think if they had put a lot more pressure on me to do all those things I don't. I wouldn't have done it probably because mm-hmm. I would have felt. Or you would have done it when you were fifty and. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. So I feel like if I didn't have the family that I do, um, then I probably wouldn't. Because you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Like if you're on your own, making this financial thing, like move, then you wouldn't. I. I think if I was on my own, I probably wouldn't do it because yeah. you just have too many responsibilities. But it make it too scary. Yeah. Yeah, and like the fact that you could lose everything, or yeah, if you don't make enough a month, then it could be detrimental to everything. But because I don't have that, mm. and the fact that my family were like, "You've got to do this," like you should do it, pursue yeah. it, and see if it works. If it doesn't work, then you can always get a job. Or if like because like that's I think they've given me that free mind mm. of free way of looking at it without too much pressure. So. Are they creative in themselves or are they excited by your creativity so they encourage it? Yeah, I think, well, mum, she would say she's not creative. (laughs) But she is like, she loves the fact that, like, I am and she loves, like, art. She loves watching, like, me and my sister, like, just, like, delving into our artistic ways. Because I think she kind of sees it as, like, I'm not like that. I'm I'm just in admiration of you guys kind of thing. Um, my grand's quite like she's an artist, so she does a lot of paintings and stuff. So I think I got a lot of stuff from her. <laughs> like that way of life is acceptable, and it's yeah part of who they are. Yeah, exactly. And I think yeah, it's nice. It's just nice to have such a yeah supportive family, and like I think all of them are like good on you yeah. <laughs> for doing it. Yeah, no, it's good on you. Like yeah. it is. It, it's it's mm. super brave, but I think that that's incredible and I think it proves that you make your own opportunities in life and I think Mm. it's never going to be handed to you on a plate and be the perfect situation no but you just have to learn and you have to start before you're ready and you have to just see where it goes yeah and I think that's the frame of mind that I've got at the moment just like I'm just gonna literally put my all into it for like two years or however long I feel necessary or whatever like really 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 try my best to learn everything I can put everything into my work really really try to take it off the ground and just study as much as I can and just really absorb myself in Mm. it make it my like focus um and then just 
see where it can go. I'm really excited to see where it can go. Yeah. I'm really excited to see the po- like where I'm gonna be in two years. Like yeah. it actually like it makes me really excited and makes me wanna like I just wanna fast forward and just <laughs> <laughs> I wish that was a way of being like But I think that's what's good about the situation that I'm in is that I can be like that. Yeah. Um and I just hope that like obviously if I run out of money then I might have to change the situation up a little bit. Yeah, but, but you can <laughs> take a bar job, you can exactly. get something that just yeah. pays the bills and gives you enough time to be in the studio in the day. Yeah, like even if it's just a part time job. Like yeah. I'd love to do like more like care uh, ugh, that was a bit of a stutter. Um a care work. Like I'd love to go back into that again, like in different ways and like But I think that's really interesting because you said earlier, I want to be an art therapist. Yeah. And I'm just surprised that you don't go I want to be a ceramicist. Like, you are a ceramicist, but yeah. it's almost like you've got another career ambition as well as the one that you're building. Yeah, which is, I think, because my thought process is that eventually, like, when I'm, like, 50, I can be an art therapist or at least studying to be one. Mm. But I um, want to have to build both aspects of it. So I want to build my ceramic career um, but I also want to build my like working with people and that sort of experience because they're, they're like my two passions like I really want to help people like I can't see a life with me not working with people I think I see me working with people and me making stuff as being yeah. like my like end goal like yeah. my dream would be to like have people in my studio throw a few pots have a little chat and like just making feel people feel better and just um, just having a nice time, really. Yeah, <laughs> just good ambitions. Yeah, have. and just help. I just really want to help people as well as make stuff. So I was like, <laughs> it's really funny. Like when I was at uni, we were like said, "Oh, what do you want to do as a career?" And I was like, "Well, I want to help people. And I want to make stuff." So art therapist. <laughs> yeah, and that's pretty much like my thoughts on that. And like. I think building my life as a ceramicist is just going to benefit that as well. That experience. Yeah, so it's... I think they kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. But I need... Yeah, just need to make time for the helping people bit as well. Mm, well, it seems like it feeds you quite a lot. Um, yeah. Helping people. It's not necessarily inspiring, but in, just in terms of being a more whole person. Yeah, and I think just seeing people like... People enjoy what they're doing just gives me enjoy, in like joy as well like just makes me feel pleasure and like not from a selfish point of view but like I just feel like I, like why would why would I not want to help someone I don't I, yeah it but feels some, like people, a natural, some people don't yeah. think like that they don't it's yeah. not that they wouldn't want to help people but they wouldn't have that as their motivation yeah um, I think I see myself as getting a lot of pleasure out of making things and like doing art and I would just I want other people to experience that as well yeah like making something not to get judged by it but just expressing yourself but not in like an arty farty way but like in a painting a picture in and a not kind of childlike play way is that yeah completely yeah mm-hmm. and I think a lot of people get a lot of pleasure from that I think does that come from a kind of negative experience that you've had or does it come from looking at people that don't have a creative outlet and kind of wishing that they had one um a bit of both I think I think I've always wanted to help people and I've always like felt like 
want yeah I wanted to help people that were like struggling or like like I've talked to quite a lot of people that have been struggling and I wanted to like be like oh come on like be a bit of a shoulder kind of thing um but yeah I think yeah I so I quite like doing like visualization exercises mm. so obviously seeing your setup as it is now and to be honest for me it's pretty perfect <laughs> but what would be your perfect creative day where would you be what would you do as much detail as possible <sighs> that is a really good question I think being some because I think my where I am I think is very important to me like that's one of the reasons why I chose Plymouth to do my degree because I love being next to the sea and mm. like if you had a down day or you needed to get a bit of fresh air you just walk next to the sea and you just feel so much better yeah. <laughs> like it's there's actually a scientific fact about that that water emits some kind of ion and that it helps creativity really mm. that makes so much sense because i've always felt it like i've got a canal by my house and i walk there every day and i just feel so much more grounded and so much more ideas and inspiration if i'm by water and if i'm by the sea it's just overload yeah i yeah 100 percent. because like and also when you feel you're getting a bit like too within yourself i think when you look at the sea and you're just like this world is gigantic. <laughs> yeah, I am tiny. Yeah, I am this tiny little pinprick in this whole universe. Like, my problem is in my head, and it's even smaller. And it's like, it makes me put myself into, like, put everything in perspective a little bit. And just, just think, look, is it really worth worrying about? Because I, I am a bit of a worrier. I mm. worry about everything. Um, so it does make me feel like I shouldn't worry. Yeah. Because there's so many, this world is so big and it makes me feel really like um, ambitious and it makes me feel really like I can do a lot of things. Like, yeah. it just makes me feel really good. Um, so, I definitely want to be next to the sea. Okay, Maybe, so you're next to the sea. Yeah, and I think. When does your creative day start? What's the perfect timing? I think about half 10, 11. Okay. Because I think. In the mornings, I'm just like, I'm not a morning person. <laughs> but I like to get up, get fresh, refreshed and just think, I don't want to feel tired because I just feel like, then I get distracted really easily and I'm like, oh, I'm so tired. And then I end up like getting hungry or like loads of things just pop in my head that I would rather be doing than mm. like throwing for the whole day or whatever. Not like anything serious, just like eating. <laughs> a cup of tea or something like it's something just to distract me that's like yeah. minor um so i think about i think about half 10 11 and then i'll probably throw until like like seven and then seven be my like cool down like having dinner and and just being able to like zone out for ready for bed yeah so i think i'm definitely more of like a mid-morning evening person rather okay. than a morning to I can't, like, some people say, oh, yeah, I work through the night, that's my best time. I couldn't do that, I need to sleep. Yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm definitely asleep. I've, I've done a few all-nighters before, but it's no, nearly always been writing. I don't create any good work no, at I, night. Yeah, some people say um, that they do their, like, dissertations and stuff, like, a couple that. of hours before. <laughs> oh, no, I couldn't do a couple no, of hours before. literally. Oh, I literally, <laughs> like... 
I've already started mine like six months before anyone has it in, mm. and then I literally have to like go keep going back and keep going back and like revisiting it, reading over it, and then editing it because I just my brain just like scatter all over the place so I end up like chucking words that don't even make sense and <laughs> that's so what did you do dissertation on um art therapy yeah with people with PTSD okay so it's really interesting mm. so interesting and it was um I did um like army like childhood trauma trauma um I think that was it. I think I would focus on two sections. And I just... Oh, I read so many books and it was awesome. Oh, and um, it, with um, Prisoners as well. Okay. I just found it absolutely oh, so interesting. Like, literally, I read so many books. And I think that's another thing that inspired me to be an art therapist. Because I'm just like... There, there is evidence that it does work and it yeah. does help people. And it just made me really want to be like... Oh, just made me really inspired I suppose it's it's for you a way of combining your two passions yeah definitely and I also read a lot of books I can't remember her name Tra- Tracy maybe Tracy something um, and she was a childhood psychologist I think and she worked in a school and I literally read every single book that she ever wrote and it, I just found it so interesting and I think yeah. that kind of feeded into the art therapist thing as well mm. and um have always having that in the back of my head to write the dissertation as well yeah like because because she i think she might have talked about art therapy with kids as well and i think that fed into it so who was your kind of big inspiration when you were growing up oh good question i might sound really cheap do they have to be like no i think my mum Aww. I know. So <laughs> because I just see her as like the woman that I want to be. Mm. Like I, I think I have been since I was like little and now, like and forever. Obviously, I, I don't know your mom, but yeah. I think what's really sweet about what's come out is that you really want to be like her, and she really wants to be like you, and it's the cycle oh, of kind I of woman about that. Yeah, yeah. That's really cute, actually. Because I was <laughs> saying about like how she wants to be creative and stuff. Aww. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really nice. Yeah, I think because I just see her as like really strong, really confident, and like just a really nice person, and she's yeah. like. She accepts everyone for who they are. She just talks to everybody. If you knew her, you... Oh. <laughs> she knows everyone. She knows everyone. And, like, if you go to Tesco's and you start for an hour or so because she's nattering on, like, you're... <laughs> she went to the shops the other day. She came back, like, three hours later. She's like, oh, sorry, I just got ch- chatting to someone. I'm like, <laughs> oh. <laughs> but it's... But that's the kind... And she's always smiling, always happy, and it's just... That's what you want to be. Yeah. Just really positive and just a really happy genuine person sounds like a good one yeah (laughs) so you've obviously just started with the business Mm. what's your main focus until christmas my main mainly just building up stock (laughs) yeah and i think building up this collection because i'm really excited about it and i just i kind of want to do all commissions and building up stock so then i can really focus on really honing in on the aspects i want to be in that um, collection I just I'm excited about seeing that and then that will be like more like towards Christmas that will be the things I'm like selling I, I can see myself being like um having loads of mugs having loads of bowls and having loads of teapots but then so people can like say if they don't want the whole set they can just buy a little mug 
yeah. um, or by the teapot or so people can have like a bit of that because I feel like it's it'll be like a little family so people can feel like although they've just got a mug or just a bowl or a little milk pour they feel like they've got a part of something part mm. of the collection part of something bigger and I think that's quite nice that's quite nice yeah, yeah so I think for that's going to be my I think that'll probably be a Christmas goal yeah the whole collection being really like finalised um, but I think summer's just going to be building up stock and I, but next summer I'd love to like do more craft shows and stuff yeah that's my aim is just to build enough stock to just because I love craft shows I think they're really cool <laughs> I just... I've actually never been to a, a craft show because I've obviously come from more of a fine art background I've quite yeah. done a lot of fine art shows and I've done a lot of kind of commercial art shows mm. but yeah next time you go to a craft one I'll come along yeah definitely but I think I hate the, the separation between craft yeah. and art and I, I just really want to take it all back to the art room when we're at school and we're all just having fun yeah um, totally. It feels like everyone went in separate directions, and then you're not allowed to mm. enjoy it all. Yeah, um, it's funny because I was listening to um, Ed Sheeran's podcast um, the other day, and he was saying that he took his music into like rap, like shows. And yeah, it was like that's what you kind of want to do with art. Like you mm. want to take like a pot into like a fine art, or like even just like a performance yeah. show. You want it to be like combining arts together to show. That they are one, really. They like, are, it's creativity. Yeah. It's all part of the same family, and it shouldn't be that's gallery and that's this and that's a craft market. And yeah. It should just be all part of the same. Because it would be a lot more interesting walking around a craft show if it was. Like, yeah, I love it as it is, but if it was like loads of different things coming together, mm. then it'd be amazing. That's what I liked about um, Art in Action is that it was that. It was yeah. like, that was like what it was like there was performance over there and there was like sculpture over there and there was glass over there and it's just because it one of my bit like life ambitions and i don't know if it'll ever happen mm. is i want to set up my own craft center oh, because cool. i i love seeing the process i love seeing people throw pots i love people blowing glass mm. but i've only ever seen that sporadically i've only ever uh, i went to venice and saw glass blowing and i've been to jersey or pottery and, mm. and it's like where is that under one roof where you can go at any age it's not just for children yeah. but you can really appreciate the craftsmanship that goes behind it and learn a little bit yourself and maybe have a go um and i've never seen that out in the world mm. um so that's always been kind of one of my ambitions and i suppose keeping curious has been a way of me talking to lots of different um mm. disciplines and just seeing how it all works and and what the setup is because i found from my previous job that being an artist can be a very lonely thing yeah I yeah I agree with that especially if you like I think at the moment I'm quite it's quite cushy like it's only like four weeks in or three yeah. weeks in um but I can see probably if like in Feb I'm thinking that Feb's going to be my month that's going to be a bit of a apparently struggle. according to Facebook February is always my month of a struggle oh yeah really? <laughs> you know the time hop yeah it tells you like past years I always have like meltdowns in February yeah I think because Jan you're still on a high from Christmas yeah or you've got focus and yeah. your kind of motivation by yeah. February it's gone you're it's like cold mm. miserable and dark yeah yeah so I think Feb that's gonna be I know I'm and also, it's one of those things where you're just like, if you think it's going to happen, it's going to happen. <laughs> it's one of those, yeah. like, if you think negatively, it's going to do it. But try not to think negatively, but try and be factual. <laughs> yeah. I think it will be my, the month that I'm like... Test you. Yeah. So I think 
I'm going to be happy all until then because I have things to work towards. But Feb is going to be my time. It's just going to be like, mm. like, what do I do? But you, um, you said earlier that you're a part of a few networks. Yeah, yeah. So um, Oxford Makers Group, uh, like we, the, well, I haven't been very many times because I've been just my mind just been like, ah, like <laughs> join us. Yeah, I think that sums up how I feel. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's how I feel about like starting up this business and like trying to kind of structure my mind I think when it gets a bit too much I'm just like all over the place Mm. um so I think but now I feel a lot more focused and a lot more like I have a sense of direction I'm gonna be going like every it's like first Thursday of every month and it's like it's all creatives from different places well Oxfordshire yeah but different places in Oxfordshire and um everyone's done like some sort of like contemporary craft degree or they're doing contemporary crafts or they're doing like really cool work like everyone's work there is amazing you just feel really inspired being with them and it's like having your uni back and yeah. it's like having your little critiques because you can bring the work along and be like do you like that do you not like that and you like trust everyone's vibe because their work's amazing it's like i want to take everything yeah. <laughs> everything from you please <laughs> but i think it's so important to have those and yeah, it's definitely. certainly something that i didn't have in the last five years mm. um and i don't know whether that's maybe because it's more of a craft community um because i i haven't come across it i found it in london with fine art and art crits mm. and i was part of a group um then but i've not really found it especially living kind of rural midlands it, mm. there isn't that sense of community and i think that that's why i've turned to kind of online to try and connect people and try to create this mm. group where people can be open about kind of some of the struggles like it, it's all well and good to say this is what i'm doing but sometimes you just need someone to kick off against or say i'm not sure about this what do you think mm. um that you get from being in the uni kind of studio environment yeah because you kind of like it is forced upon you to like have people criticizing your work and i think although sometimes it could be like whoa like okay, yeah it's really important because mm. it's just like you don't have to take everyone's criticism on board no you just you they everyone they make you see things from a different point of view like that's what's good quite good about my sister like she just says oh i like that don't like that but then she always has a reason why and it's always like i trust everything she says because i think she's like really good at like styling and like design so i'm like okay zoe whatever you say zoe Are you the little sister? I am the little yeah. sister. Good job. <laughs> so, um, yeah, so it's 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 nice having those people around you that are also creative and also willing to have a chat with you about your work and not having to like force it upon people. <laughs> yeah. And I think we'll uh do the last question as what would be your advice to either your younger self mm. or if you had a young niece or nephew someone that's just starting out kind of interested in ceramics but not quite sure um mine would be don't be so self-conscious okay in every sense of the thing like in life in life because it's like i don't want people to like i think i worry too much about what people thought and what people were saying or and it's just like i've learned to just not care and i think that's what people everyone's got to feel I just don't care. <laughs> yeah. Because it's... I don't think I would be doing what I'm doing now if I'd listened to everyone's opinions. Yeah. Especially some, like, teachers 
um, that I had at school, like some of them were just like, oh, you can't do that, you can't do that, and you're just like, it's so frustrating. It's painful. Kids get told that so early on. And you like, even though it might be a passing comment, mm. it might be a facial expression, it might be something tiny, but it sticks with you. So many things that people said to me have stuck with me this whole time. Yeah. Um, and it, I, I'm feel grateful in the fact that I've ignored it to the extent of being where I am now Mm. but I wish that I hadn't bothered about it before yeah if you know what I mean and like anybody that wants to do something crazy or like because I had a massive passion for like drama and um performing and I and I always (laughs) this silly but I don't know but I always have in my like mind the back of my mind I'd love to like do acting yeah I'd love to be an actor. I think that'd be really cool. I know it's complete, like, reverse and radical or whatever. But Still it's... a possibility. It is, it is. And, like, like... But then I think that was drummed out of me mm. quite early on in secondary school. The fact that that's not cool. Like, you shouldn't do that. And, like... And I think my advice would just be, like, ignore those people because the people that carry on doing stuff they're passionate about are the ones that are successful in this life. (laughs) Yeah, I think that's definitely what I've learned along the way, is just don't give up. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Don't give up on what you're passionate about. and It's not the best that succeed, it's the people that kept going. Yeah, definitely. And it's the people that know themselves. Yeah. And they trust that, that thing, because I feel like if I had listened to what I wanted to do when I was younger, I'd probably be a very different person now. Mm. I'd probably be a lot more like confident and probably be doing like performances or whatever. But it it it's, it's life as well, isn't it? It's like I'd love I'd love for everyone just to be comfortable to do what they want to do. Yeah. Without feeling any judgment or anything. That would be a nice world. It would, wouldn't it? Yeah. Let's make it happen. <laughs> yeah. Come on, people. <laughs> Come on. Be creative. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So that's it. Oh, yeah. lovely. Thank well, you. Thank you very much for being... Yeah. Let me be my podcast. And, and thank you for being open and honest and letting me see your studio and throw a pot. <laughs> it was a bit wonky. <laughs> that was fun. Well, I don't know about you, but I loved V. Her passion for her craft radiates from her. and look forward to seeing her collection and her following grow. Thanks, V, for opening up your studio and for the impromptu class. I loved getting behind the wheel and getting stuck in. I'll put a photo in the show notes. The pure joy of making, I think it's pretty clear on my face. Also, I think I'll be applying the rocking chair test to areas of my life to focus on what's really important. So that's it for another month. If you're in the Facebook group, I hope you enjoyed the daily challenges. It's great seeing so many of you take part. I'm always keen to see what everyone's interested in, so please feel free to share what inspires you. Until next time, take care and keep curious.